Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Good Girl's Guide to Being Wrong and Happy. You are here with your co-hosts, Stephanie Richardson and Heather Smith. And today, we are continuing with our interview series with men on relationships. Today, we are beginning with Joaquin Valdevi. And we're talking about how taking care of yourself makes everyone's life better. How lowering your barriers makes it easier for others to give. And how being vulnerable gives you more clarity with yourself and others. Now we're going to begin with a clip where Joachim is talking about a relationship. And he he talks about a relationship with four people. (laughs) He's in a relationship with his wife and and her children um, or their children and Um, So we're going to start there. So when he talks about being in relationship with multiple people, that is what we're talking about this time. And um, so, yeah, let's see what Joachim has to say. In a relationship, I think it's always about negotiating. Like you need to make sure that you get your needs fulfilled so that you can add your uh, flavor to the to the other four in the relationship. This 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 thing has been so challenging for me because it's I had this point of view that being in a relationship, especially with one with uh, kids, I I had to to put my needs aside, mm. which of course in the long run uh, created some crap, and and uh, so, so I didn't make myself important enough. I made the kids more important than me and my wife. I've actually had a more uh, honest and, and vulnerable conversation with my wife or, or my kids and, and telling them with my barriers down, like, okay, so, hey, look, um, I've, been, I've been doing some strange uh, choices. Uh, I have this need. How is that going to work for you guys? Is, would, would that be okay for you to, like if I did some yoga or, or went for a jog or whatever, not, not, doing, uh, not asking for, for something that I need in, in, and doing separation, but from pushing my barriers down and being vulnerable with it. No one's going to refuse you what you want when you're doing it from <laughs> vulnerability because it's really – it's like 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 a like a gift, you know. It's, so a yeah. lot of vulnerability and and lower the barriers and just go, like no no like a kid do they they just I don't like that I want that they, it it's <laughs> you can't really say anything about it because it's there's they're not a point of view attached with that it's just what is. I want to know more about that for you what you've mm-hmm. done to to do more of that. And then the other part is that what I see with a lot of people is that when they go to meet, get their needs met, 
oftentimes it comes with this point of view that like, well, I have to get my needs met as if that's mm -hmm. separate from everyone else. Or if you have to do it, you have to push everyone else aside and have your own thing, you know, like this very dramatic pushing yeah. everyone out in order to have your own thing. And what yeah. I get is that there is actually something else possible where you go, wow, what is it to, what is it to take care of me mm. without excluding anyone? Um, what tips yeah. do you have for that? Wow. The, it, um, this very topic has been so, so present in my life recently, because for me, it's, it, it's um, I can sum that up into um, comfortable distance. From what you said, Stephanie, it's, it's like there's so many people like, that, that put yourself aside and then they, they just like you said, they, they are reclaiming their space just like someone took it. But it, it's actually you giving it away. And it's, it's like it's just the use in dramatics and, 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 and feelings to create this, this space in between. So you, you create the um, comfortable distance and you push people away and you put your barriers up and you're not being very vulnerable. That's what's actually creating the, the separation from, from my partner or from my kids or from my body or nature or whatever you want. Most of the men are maybe not taught to be vulnerable and, and talk about your feelings. And, and so, so I say that's the first speed bump you, 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 you hit. But it's, it's, I mean, really, it's about practicing putting words into your feelings. And to do that, you've got to be honest with yourself and, and vulnerable with yourself, like, really. <laughs> yeah. Something interesting that you mentioned, though, was how uh, just that act of lowering your barriers. Yeah. How that act of energetically lowering your barriers and just being you, being present with what's really going on for you, mm. how the words come and how it's, um, there's less words required. I mean, it seems like when a person is vulnerable, it's so authentic of them being who they are that that comes across. So it's not the same thing as a man having to explain themselves, <laughs> which is something that just popped up with that, of like how men feel so on the spot that they have to explain themselves or have a reason for something rather than just, hey, mm -hmm. this is what's up. Um, so I wonder what, you know, if that, speak to the difference a little bit and what else you would add <sighs> being vulnerable and not creating the the comfortable distance is is asking for 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 something for yourself and not necessarily uh because you need to explain why you need this but because it's it's what you honestly desire and of course you need to be vulnerable you if you have your barriers up it will show you know it's it's it, it will stop the yeah it won't be a pretty dance <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i love this conversation so much and um, and so we're going to take a break for just a second and go ahead and point you in a couple of directions to give you some a little bit more information. One of the places you can go is the Good Girls Guide to Being Wrong dot com. So once again, that's the Good 
girlsguidetobeingwrong.com, and that'll take you to the website. You'll see a couple of different places on there. One, you can re-listen immediately to that clip. The other thing you can do is if you go to the live page, you can put questions in. There's We've got a box there for you to, that you can add your questions to. And then the other bit is that um, we are, the rest of the show is actually live. So this is yes, me it talking is. right now. I'm on the on the phone with Heather, <laughs> and um, so we've also got a call-in number. So our guest call-in number is three four seven two one five seven 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 three, and you can call that anytime that we're doing a live episode. Um, this episode in particular, you are live if you're listening on Wednesday, February twenty-first at three p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> so you know if you're listening to us live, and if you can call that number, otherwise this is a replay. Uh, so again, the number is three four seven two one five seven 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 three. If you have any questions about either what we're talking about or what you've heard so far, so um, so yeah, such a rich clip from uh, that conversation that we had with Joachim. Um, so where where do you want to start, Heather? Oh my gosh, that's a good question. There's so many places to go with this. So I just I. I keep being blown away um, by, you know, the conversation and, uh, we had with Joachim and his, his honesty and vulnerability um, about relationships. And it's just such a beautiful example of living what he's talking about. You know, it's like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm going through it too. <laughs> I'm learning how to function this way too. And, and this is a little bit about, you know, what that's been like. And, it's um, such a beautiful thing. <laughs> and so I really, I think I want to start with that, of just that invitation to be vulnerable with oneself and, and being vulnerable with other people. Um, you know, it, it can take some courage and some willingness to be clueless and fumble. <laughs> and so I want to... I guess I want to just point that out that that actually is a tool for change, willingness, your willingness to just go for it and try something, even though it may be scary, it may be uncomfortable, you may not know what's going to happen or how it'll turn out. Um, but that's really a powerful tool that each of us have available to us uh, if we're willing to try it out and use it. And it really does just take your willingness. You don't have to have the answer. You don't have to know how it works. You don't have to know what's going to happen. You just have to be willing to try it out and go for it and find out, well, that's, you know, find out what it yeah, is. That's, that's something amazing because there's not a time that I've used these tools that I can guess what will come on the other side. There are a couple of a there are a couple of tools that I use that tend to get the same reaction. One of them being you're right. I'm wrong. That one is the closest yeah. to knowing what I'll get on the other side. All the other tools that I use, I there, I don't know what's going to happen. I just know that they give me more choice in creating the life that I'd like to have. So, you know, this last weekend, yeah. I had a lot, I had a lot of um, chances to use, the tools. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and, and one of the biggest ones 
that I kept using was putting my barriers down, which basically is just recognizing anywhere that I'm holding tension in my body, anywhere I've decided to be right or that I am right, anywhere that I've decided that I'm wrong and I'm holding that in place, anywhere that I want someone else to be wrong. <laughs> those are all yes. those are all places that I have barriers up. And so really just going, wow, everywhere that I have a barrier up, I'm putting that down and insisting on putting them down and keeping them down. And one of the biggest things there is I had to keep reminding myself that I do have choice and that just yeah. because I keep feeling something or just because I perceive that someone else is upset or just because someone else is making a different choice does not keep me from having a choice and does not exclude me no matter how much they may try unless I exclude me first. And so I kept just having to remind yeah. myself, I do have choice here. I do have the choice to either put my barriers up or put them down. And I do have the choice that even if I put them down and the other person is keeping them up, not to respond to that by putting mine back up, um, by going, yeah. okay, yeah. I've put mine down. The other person is not putting their barriers down. My what I was taught as a kid is then you instantaneously put your barriers back up even stronger and basically dare the person to even try to get through the wall. And I and I I wanted to make a different choice for me and just for me. Yeah. Not it yeah. had nothing to do with what the other person was willing to choose or have. I just for yeah. me wanted to be I wanted to be what I know that I am. <laughs> Which is actually, you know, courageous with the ability to be totally vulnerable, willing to put my barriers down even when it seems crazy or implausible. Um, (laughs) I know that that's who I I am or can at least can choose. And so I kept making that choice over and over again. It was not perfect. And there were plenty of times where I, (laughs) my barriers were about 120 feet tall. Um, And then I was like, wait, I would use, I'd use the tool. Who does this belong to? I'd go, okay, is this my, who does this belong to? Is this mine? Whose barrier is this? Is this the choice I would like to make here? Would I be willing to take the steps first? Would I be willing to be vulnerable first? Would I be willing to be vulnerable and first and stay there even if no one else is going with me <laughs> because yeah. this is who I want to be for me and um yeah and so I was inspired this week all this weekend and had this conversation um very profoundly on my mind the whole time <laughs> well yeah and you know the the gift of all of this is for me when I've practiced this being vulnerable it's like I mean, you know, hearing you describe it in one way, I can say, wow, that's amazing. And I can hear other people going, why the hell would you do that? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. what the heck? <laughs> you know, what's the value yeah, of that? Yeah, why would you do that? Um, yeah, they're just going to kick you while you're down. Yes, maybe right, at first. Right. But there's n- at first. But there's <laughs> no way that they can hold on to their reality if you keep choosing 
I mean, they either have to choose a new reality or leave or just leave you alone. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Yeah. Well, and eventually could just be five minutes. <laughs> but, but, yeah. But one of the real gifts of lowering my barriers, especially in situations where in the past, I would barrier myself and, and pull up the walls and, and separate myself. One of the gifts of lowering the barrier in that is that I get so much more clarity about what's actually true for me and what kind of relationship I'd like to have. Like if I'm in a relationship, any kind of relationship, be it personal or uh, you know, my husband or friends or family or whatever. It doesn't matter who it is. But I like I'm how your personal to... relationship is different than your relationship with your husband. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I was like, personal relationships, got it. Or a relationship with my husband. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just said, for example, <laughs> my relationship with my husband. But actually, now that you say that, I'm like, huh, personal relationship, that's actually my relationship with me <laughs> is what that means. <laughs> but uh, anyway, with all of this, I, I just have gotten so much more clarity about what, what's true for me, what's real for me, and what works for me and what doesn't, rather than just living my life in reaction to everybody around me. Like, somebody else puts their barriers up? Okay, I'm going to put my barriers up. Wait a second. Is that really how I'd like to be? Is that really how I'd like to live? Is that really the kind Who's of the leader of my life like here? Have? Yeah. yeah. Who's the oh leader my of my life here? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Someone else? Just some random energy floating by? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and it, it's, you know, it's super common for people to have barriers up and hold people at arm's length. And, and especially when you bring in, you know, caring and feelings and hurt feelings, <laughs> you know, it, it can be real easy to make that choice to have barriers rather than be vulnerable in the face of that. But um, again, for me, the only way I've ever been able to change it and not be at the effect of other people is to make that choice to lower my barriers no matter what the other person chooses and give myself choice when it really seems like there is none. Um, what if there is? You know, what if that is a choice that's available to you? And then see what other choices come from it because <laughs> like, a whole world opens up. <laughs> oh, wait, I wasn't supposed to reveal that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting out the secret of why you'd want to be vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. So, what other tools do we have, Stephanie? What else can we share as a, a way to practice this and and um, um, keep moving through it? Keep moving. Well, keep I getting guess- to the gift of it. <laughs> I guess, you know, you and I had a conversation before we began the show, and one of the things that that we just briefly touched on is that where we know we are in this conversation is it may be a few steps down the road for a lot of people. And and so there are a couple of, of tools that 
are tools that for me allowed me to even, even, I guess, pursue this whole, like, pursue this. And one of them is, and they're tools we've all mentioned, we've mentioned throughout this whole, the whole series we've done. We've got 156 shows, I think, after we finish today's show. And so, (laughs) so um, we've mentioned tons of these tools, one of them being, would an infinite being choose this? And so uh, yes. knowing, knowing that you are not finite, knowing that the amount of awareness you have uh, far exceeds what you think <laughs> what it does. should be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then also the tool, like that paired with the tool, who does this belong to, which really when I've practiced it over and over and over again has begun to reveal how that, um, how that, I, I guess, being an infinite being in a world of people who insist that they're totally finite, um, one of the things that happens is that I become more and more aware of what other people are thinking, what other people are feeling, what other people are emoting, what uh, what physical sensations people have going on in their bodies. And the more aware I become of all of that, if I don't know that I'm an infinite being and perceiving, knowing, being, and receiving is my, is the way that I actually function, then what happens is I end up sort of being a boat on the sea of everybody else's thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And so in personal relationships where someone is important, I've made someone important to me, (laughs) this literally amps up the the amplitude if you remember science like the amplitude of the wave like how high the wave is yeah. how low the low is like so how high the high is and how low the low is the that gets turned up times a godzillion when I make somebody important to me so in these personal relationships or significant other relationships one of the things that happens is I not only am aware of what they're thinking, what they're feeling and what's going on in their body. I'm hyper aware of what they're thinking, what they're feeling and what's going on in their body. And the way that shows up is that if they have a barrier up, I'm extremely aware of the barrier. And if they have a, you know, a negative feeling, I'm extremely aware of that negative feeling in a lot of ways, I've made that my responsibility to take care of their thoughts, their feelings, their needs, their emotions, which is one of the things Joachim was talking about was really starting to go, okay, well, I need to take care of my, you know, what I've decided my needs are. I need to take care of that for me. I don't actually need to be constantly trying to fix that for somebody else. I really need to take care of my side of the street and and then see what happens from there. And so, so anyway, so when I'm not aware of other people, I have to remind myself even more to use the tools I have at hand. Luckily, it's really easy. You just yeah. constantly ask, who does this belong to? Constantly ask, if I had all choices, so this is another way of, of sort of doing that, would an infinite being choose this? If I had infinite choices yeah. available, what would I choose here? Would I choose to have my barriers up? Would I choose to be angry? Would I I choose to react? Would I choose to hold something against this person that I care about? Or would I choose something different? 
and then knowing that no matter how impossible it seems to make a different choice, knowing that choice is the thing that's real, not the other not all the other stuff. So that for me are, are, were sort of all the leading steps that have gotten me to even be able to consider making these really big fundamental changes that actually happen using very small steps. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's such a beautiful explanation and example of that. And I, just, I, I want to reiterate the part of, you know, what if you're actually an infinite being? And would it, if you're an infinite being, would an infinite being truly choose this? Would you choose to react? Would you tr- choose to, because someone else is sad, be sad? If someone else is pissed off, be pissed off. If somebody else is happy, be happy. Like, would you, you know, be in reaction to every thought, feeling, and emotion that other people have? Um, or is that just one choice available to you? What other choices do you have? And what choices would you like to be making? You know, what if you're not just the boat on top of the the sea of thoughts, feelings, and emotions of other people, but what if you're also the ocean and the sky and the planet and bigger than the planet? You know, would an infinite being truly choose this? And if not, why are you choosing it? You know, is now the time to choose something different? It was, yeah, I kept seeing this weekend where I know that I have a choice to be a leader in a really different way. And I kept Mm. being distinctly aware of where I would not choose to, where I could choose to, I was choosing to be a leader for like, oh, you know, 15 seconds or three minutes or, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then, and then the moment where I decided, nah, this feeling that I'm perceiving is way more important. Um, And, you know, I get, I get why, anyway, for me, it was, it was one choice after another. Like, will I choose to be a leader? When you choose to be the infinite being you truly be, you are choosing to be a leader because you are willing to see choices that nobody else even believes can exist. Are you willing to be that courageous and that much of a leader in your relationships? The part that I kept stumbling on is I I wanted for the change to happen fast. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I wasn't willing to be aware of of the moment that the change could take place. I wanted the change to happen when I wanted it to happen, not be aware that as an infinite being, I'm not at the effect of time and I can be more patient than anyone. I can, I can outpatient your assholeness. (laughs) I can outpatient, you know, (laughs) your desire to stay stuck. I can do that as an infinite being as a finite being. I can't because I need everything to happen on my finite, time scale <laughs> yeah and schedule on on schedule yes, <laughs> yes. which so was this should have changed decided, five minutes ago yeah. yeah yeah so I wanted to bring in another aspect of this that we you and I talked about before the show a little bit and we kind of touched on um what we've been talking here which is about when we care about other people and I know I've fallen into this this kind of a trap in a way um 
when I care about other people. You're downplaying it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, it's a total trap that I've gotten snared in over and over and over again in my life. (laughs) A gas chamber in which you die. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Which is, I so often I've functioned from the point of view that if I care about somebody, then I have to be like them. I have to act like them, and I have to react how they react. So, like, if they're pissed off about something, if I really care about them, I'd also be pissed off with them. (laughs) You know, I'd be pissed off about the same thing. Like, if I care that I would be just like them. And the, oh, God, it just doesn't work. (laughs) So... I have two two directions with this. One is if I'm if somebody else is pissed off, and for me to show that I care, they require me to also be pissed off. But it's not something that actually pisses me off. <laughs> like, what am I doing if I go on their ride? Like, I'm actually going against myself. I'm actually divorcing myself when I choose to function or buy into something that isn't true for me. So it's like, you know, what, what Joachim was talking about at the beginning of that clip, if he's, you know, putting everybody else's needs first, where's he in that? You know, he's not, he's not included. So it's the same thing with, with needs, but it's the same thing with anger. It's the same thing with sadness and upset. It's the same thing with trauma and drama. Um, you know, people have this point of view that you should go on their ride and have their point of view about stuff and that's caring, but is it really? You know, is that caring for you if you choose that? And for me in my own life, it wasn't. It was divorcing myself for somebody else when I would try to act like what's true and real for them is also true and real for me when it wasn't, you know, and so often it wasn't, you know. So that's a really key piece. And and part of the value of that tool of lowering the barriers is because I get clarity about that. And then that question of would an infinite being truly choose this? Like, oh, no, okay, I I am an infinite being. I mean, I always function like one, (laughs) but really I am an infinite being, and this wouldn't upset me, and this doesn't upset me, so I'm not going to be (laughs) upset. And it's recognizing that even though the other person thinks you also getting upset is caring, when you honor you and it's not actually, you know, and you recognize that it's not actually true, you can have and be the caring you actually are, even though it doesn't match the other person's definition of caring. And when you do that, um, one of two things happens. Either the person goes away because you're not fitting their definition of caring, or your relationship with that person becomes richer and fuller and stronger and better because you're actually being who you really are and you're demonstrating the caring you actually are, and they appreciate that so much more. You know, it's you being authentic and who you really are. And that's, you know, what kind of people would you like in your life? <laughs> it really, again, it comes back to that, would an infinite being truly choose this? And what works for you, you know? 
do you desire to have your uh, closest relationships be people that require you to be just like them in order to know that you care? Or would you like relationships that you can be you and you don't have to agree, you don't have to be on the same ride with them and they still know you care? You know, what works for you? What kind of life would you like to have? So these are, you know, some of the things I've discovered in playing with these tools. Um, It becomes really rich, (laughs) you know. Oh, yeah. I kind of like that as an exercise, too, flipping that around and asking the question, you know, what do I, if you get upset, what do I actually require of this person? Am I requiring that they align with Mm. me or agree with me? (laughs) Am I enjoying that they're reacting to me or resisting me? (laughs) Is that part of what I've decided is important in relationship? Um, Does it mean something whenever you know, this person either aligns or agrees or resists or reacts. Like, what is it about that um, that keeps me keeping, keeps, keeps, let's see, what is it? Keep, keep on keeping on, keeps me keeping yeah, on, yeah. keeping on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keeps me choosing that um, same interaction with people. <laughs> yeah. Cause oftentimes there's a, there's a hidden thing in there that we've decided is really important to us. So, you know, what is your yeah. definition of caring? Is your, if you, is your definition of caring aligning and agreeing or is your version of care or have you decided that caring is um, having someone challenge you? I know that that's important to a lot of people too. Like, oh, they challenge me. They challenge me to be all of me. Well, challenge, um, <laughs> it can mean a couple of things. I'm challenged by by people because when people ask me to look from at my world in a different way, and I enjoy that, but I challenge me. They don't challenge me. <laughs> Other people yeah. choose people who actively challenge them, <laughs> like actually combat, you know, yeah. they enjoy combatant people. So, um, you know, really looking and going, well, wow, what if I decided a relationship is? What have I decided I enjoy about relationship? What have I decided is important about relationship? Are those my points of view? So that's just sort of flipping it around if you find that you're, you know, sort of yeah. doing the same thing and getting the same relationship over and over and over again. Um, so we talked almost the whole show about your side of the street as far as, um, you know, like what you're perceiving, but also, you know, being really responsible and aware of what it is that you're actually asking for as well. Not just, you're not yeah. just a reaction unit. <laughs> you're also creative. Yeah. A very creative being, and sometimes we use that creativity um, in ways that that we don't even we're not aware that we're using it, uh, like creating relationships yeah. that we pretend don't work for us. <laughs> right. Yeah. And again, once again, I gotta just say it one more time: is that tool of vulnerability and lowering the barriers is a really powerful tool to discover those things, to discover those underlying points of view that we've been functioning from and valuing, um, even though it may be unspoken or it may just seem automatic or just the way you are, just the way it is, you know, uh, that vulnerability brings light to it and and starts to create clarity there. Yeah, because those barriers we're lowering aren't just barriers to others. They're also the barriers we hold up to ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's amazing how how dynamically that is true. <laughs> Who knew we could barrier ourselves to awareness of ourselves? <laughs> we could barrier door. ourselves to yeah <laughs> to who we're we so really talented. are. Aren't we? And so we're powerful. So talented. And we use things. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And we're so, we also use a lot of energy. Like, it's a wonder any of us don't have to just take naps constantly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true story. (laughs) Let me make everything in my life harder than it needs to be. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm just laughing because I've been there and done that far too many times. (laughs) Far more than I can admit. Yeah. So that so that lowering the barriers can be a gentleness with yourself, actually. <laughs> you know, a kindness with you. It doesn't have to be hard. Uh-uh. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to mean that you have to cry. <laughs> nope. You don't need to get all emotional or anything like that. Um, if it's light for you, it's true for you. And if it's heavy for you, it's not true for you right now. Um, so that yeah. that lightness is actually what we're looking for in all areas of our life. And sometimes it can be light to cry, but it's it's not because we're getting more upset. It's usually because there's a, a release or a body has finally been acknowledged for something that it's put a lot of effort into for a very long time. So when you start to put your barriers down, and really insist on that and going, you know what, I'm going to do this no matter what. Sometimes you can cry for just a, you know, for a little while because your body is, is like, finally, yeah. we don't have to hold this in place. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, mean, I can actually relax. Um, I haven't been able to relax since, you know, ever. <laughs> yeah. Since I was four, three, two, yeah. oh, ever. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Yeah. 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 So, um Yeah. <laughs> So one of the things um, that we mentioned during the a break recently is sorry, Louis. Louis is Louis following me around, um, coughing, and I, <laughs> I couldn't even hear. I promise he's okay. If I took, if I gave him a snack or if I took him outside, he would stop um, <laughs> magically. This is how we all are. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so real. Uh, uh, uh. And then, um, and then someone gives us a treat, and we're like, "Oh, I feel better. Um, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, everything's okay. <laughs> yeah, um, there's nothing wrong. I'm okay. What? <laughs> Why are you looking at me funny? Why are you looking at me like I'm dying? I'm not dying. I'm fine. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that we mentioned on another one of the shows is uh, getting your bars run. So yeah, now that we've brought all this stuff up. All that, you know, all the talk about barriers, all the looking at, you know, what relationship actually means to you or what's valuable about relationship um, to you. Everywhere that we've made any of that stuff real, true, or the laws of the universe to which we are forever indebted and (laughs) obligated to fulfill, (laughs) we actually (laughs) let all that stuff go (laughs) so that we have choice now. We can choose something different. So um, one of the gifts of doing bars is that it allows for all of the the electromagnetic charge that holds all those thoughts, feelings, and emotions in place to actually dissipate. And 
and sort of magically give you a different possibility, not give you a different possibility that's not you, but actually allow for a possibility that you have always known should be but haven't been able to access. It allows for that to actually begin to show up. And the more you get your bars run, the more that it, it continues to clear and change and allow, allow you to actually come to the surface of your life where, you know, we were talking about sort of being on the wave of other people's thoughts, feelings, and emotions. This actually allows you to have more awareness of you instead of constantly only being aware of other people. And so getting your bar yeah. down is really easy. You just lay down on a table for 30 minutes or 30, 60, 90 minutes. Or if you're really lucky and have friends that are feeling really generous, <laughs> six hours or something. But um, sessions <laughs> usually last about yeah. an hour. Uh, there are practitioners all around the world. There are over 3,000 practitioners or facilitators, actually, bars facilitators around the globe. So um, you can check out accessconsciousness.com to find a bars practitioner near you. If you find any facilitator, um, any certified facilitator or bars facilitator, all those people can run bars or and know what bars are. So if you have any questions feel free to ask them. We also have a place on our, our website where you can ask questions, whether it's about bars or whether it's about um, stuff we've said on the show <laughs> or tools that we've used. Yeah. Uh, the website is thegoodgirlsguidetobeingwrong.com. And um, it used to lead to our blog talk page. Now it actually leads to a really pretty little website um, that also has <laughs> <laughs> access to previous episodes and notes about upcoming um, upcoming shows and also has a um, place for you to get more information. So, um, yeah. Yeah. What else? Well, we're just, we're going to be continuing this conversation with the, the gentleman that we've been interviewing and uh, sharing that with you. Um, they had so much to say <laughs> and so many awesome tools and just great insight. So, um, look forward to more of that uh, next week and the weeks to come. And uh, thanks so much for joining us. We would love to hear from you. Um, if you have any questions, again, please reach out to us on Facebook or on our website, the Good Girls Guide to Being Wrong dot com. Um, we'd love to hear from you and love uh, any input you have or future topics you'd like um, in these areas of sex and relationship. And um, We'll look forward to playing with you more next week. And uh, really, I encourage you to, to try out these tools that we, we shared with you today um, for this coming week. Give it a go and, and see what you notice. Uh, and tell us about it. <laughs> We'd love to hear uh, what you notice, uh, what it's like for you as you try this stuff out. Love it. All right. See you guys soon. See you next week, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. The good girl. Thanks, everybody. Bye for now. (laughs) It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.